Hello and welcome to Stonebridge Online Worship. I'm Associate Pastor Jonathan Lucia. This week in worship, you can expect this week's announcements, uh, several worship songs, and this week's message. This week's message is the first message of a five-week series called Summer Light. Again, welcome to worship. Welcome to Stonebridge. Starting this coming Tuesday, August 3rd, we're launching a new podcast series called Stonebridge Essentials. This five-week podcast will focus on what is considered to be the center of the Christian faith, the Trinity. To supplement our understanding and to facilitate community, we will have discussion groups available as well. Sign up for one of these groups by sending an email to info at stonebridgecme.com. And speaking of podcasts, this past week, we wrapped up our final week of the Stonebridge Parents podcast. Children and Family Ministries Director Stephanie Leedy sat down with friends and members of the Stonebridge community, Shannon Rohr, and me, Sally Thompson, and talked about mom guilt. All five episodes are available to listen anytime. Look for these special episodes within the Stonebridge podcast. Starting the first weekend in September, Stonebridge will be launching a new fall series called The Moses Legacy. The Moses Legacy will insightfully journey through the essential parts of Exodus, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy. Whether in person or by Zoom, experience your own spiritual blessing by facilitating a fall growth group or planting a new one. No prior experience is necessary. You can sign up by visiting the Stonebridge website. If you have any questions, please contact the church office. Stonebridge has a job opening for a full-time youth and family ministries director. If you or someone you know would be interested in this position, please contact the church office. And lastly, we would love to know that you're participating in worship. Continue to share your news, prayers, and praises by emailing prayers at stonebridgecme.com. Or, if you are following along in the Bible app, please take the time to fill out the e-connection card. You are an important part of Stonebridge's community of faith. Once again, welcome to worship. Hello, Stonebridge. As we enter into the dog days of summer here at Stonebridge, for the next five weeks, we greet the season with a new series called Summer Light. We understand that people might be traveling for the summer and that families may be trying to squeeze in one last getaway before school starts again. So the Summer Light series is made up of standalone messages, uh, messages that are not consecutive. They don't build on each other. So you have no reason to feel like you'll be missing out if you go out of town and then come back. This week's message is based on the scripture Proverbs, chapter 26, 13. It's short, so don't blink or you'll miss it. Proverbs 26, verse 13. A sluggard says, there's a lion in the road, a fierce lion roaming the streets. Let's pray. Loving God, as we uh, turn our mind's attention to your word, uh, we pray that your Holy Scripture would speak to our hearts and minds in such a way that by the power and presence of your Holy Spirit, our lives would be transformed because of it. To your glory, we pray in your Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Off the top of your heads, how many of you can recall the second law of thermodynamics? 
Exactly. Not many of us. Now, full disclosure, I am not a scientist. I only play one on TV. Nevertheless, the second law of thermodynamics in part states that everything is running down. Without additional stimulus, energy diminishes towards entropy. In other words, the entire cosmos is moving towards inactivity. The entire cosmos is moving towards stillness. It's uncomfortable, isn't it? Now, I don't know about you, but every morning when my alarm clock goes off, I have to combat the second law of thermodynamics. I have to combat the second law of thermodynamics every morning my alarm goes off because I've been still all night and I want to stay that way. Like the second law of thermodynamics, we humans trend towards becoming sluggards. Sluggard. That's the word that's used in this week's scripture. Let's try to break that word down. Sluggard. Well, the first thing we hear is the word slug, right? Slug is a noun. Any numerous terrestrial pulmonate gastropods. Say what now? Sluggish. Adjective. Adverse to exertion, slow to respond, slow to move, slow to grow. Okay. Sluggard. Noun. A habitually lazy person. Bingo. Now that's a description bearing some resemblance, right? Today's scripture calls out the sluggard. And by exposing the sluggard, today's scripture inadvertently describes the diligent servant. Let me say that again. By exposing the sluggard, today's scripture also inadvertently describes the faithful servant. So, number one in today's message is this. The sluggard focuses on excuses. The sluggard focuses on excuses. There's a lion in the road. The servant embraces God's purposes. The sluggard is primarily inactive. And when I say this, what comes to my mind is the couch potato. Now, don't get me wrong. With Sabbath in mind, there is a time and a place for rest. There's a time and place for relaxation and recreation. But the Bible structures our world based on God's work ethic. Six days of work and one day of Sabbath not the other way around. So the sluggard lazes around, allergic to sweat, allergic to structure and intellectual growth. The sluggard willingly takes up space without willingly fulfilling their God-given purpose. And all along, making excuses. Now, for some reason, Reader's Digest has a list of the 60 funniest real-life excuses given for not showing up for work. I'm going to share several of them with you. Now, file this one under stomach issues. Stomach issues. An employee once gave the excuse that she mistook a can of cat food for a can of tuna and accidentally ate it. Stomach issues. File this one under family commitments. Family commitments. An employee once gave the excuse that he had to attend the funeral of his wife's cousin's pet. 
because he was the uncle and the pale bearer. Now, I think this guy should get the excuse only because it's so creative. Lastly, here's one. File this one under, oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. An employee asked to be excused from work because, and I quote, I woke up in a good mood and I didn't want to ruin it. <laughs> now, as funny as these are, the slugger's primary insult to God is passively not fulfilling their God-given purposes. It's not an explicit rebellion, a shaking of one's fist at God. Instead, it's a dismissive wave of the hand. God, take your work ethic and, oh, get out of the way, you're blocking the TV. The sluggard's primary insult to God is passively not fulfilling their God-given purposes. In contrast, the servant embraces God's purposes. Several weeks ago, Pastor John spoke about at the heart of the Christian faith is Jesus Christ's death and resurrection. And he reminded us that although it's appropriate to respond in faith for the salvation that we have, it's important to remember that God not only created each and every one of us uniquely, but by doing so, ingrained within each and every one of us a unique purpose to fulfill in our lifetimes. And so we're not only saved from our brokenness and sin, but we're saved for our present and future purpose, helping to construct God's kingdom, each and every one of us, one by one, together as a church community. So it's important that we acknowledge the excuses we passively make at the expense of God at the expense of God's community and at the expense of others, and set and reset our minds on God's purposes. The sluggard focuses on excuses. There's a lion in the road. The servant embraces God's purposes. The second point I want to make in today's message is this. The sluggard exaggerates circumstances. The sluggard exaggerates circumstances. There was once an Arctic explorer who was talking to his rival Arctic explorer. The Arctic explorer said, It was so cold where we were that the candle froze and we couldn't blow it out. To which the rival replied, Oh, that's nothing. Where we were, words came out of our mouths in pieces of ice and we had to melt them in flames to hear what we were saying. The sluggard exaggerates circumstances. There's a fierce lion roaming the streets. It's interesting to me how exaggerating circumstances can so successfully bolster the sluggard's excuse. Let's re-examine today's scripture. The sluggard says there's a lion in the road. Now, first observation is always question the source. The sluggard says. Good to note, not the model citizen, not someone we respect, but the sluggard says. So always note the source. The sluggard says there's a lion in the road. If true, a lion in the road is a viable concern, but manageable. When I thought about this half of the verse, I, I was trying to relate it to our lives, and, and lions are not uh, relatable 
to us in Southern California. But I did think about mountain lions. And I know um, several months ago, my wife had shown me a picture on the neighborhood app. And uh, right here in Simi Valley, in the northeast corner of Simi Valley, uh, there was a picture taken out of someone's bedroom with sliding glass doors. And on the other side of the sliding glass doors by their backyard pool was a mountain lion laying there. So we have mountain lions. I also thought of Monrovia, you know, down uh, the 210 a bit. And every year it seems like they have problems with bears. And if you hadn't seen it, I, I uh, again, several months ago, there was a bear that was walking between two houses on their on their wall and a 13 year old girl uh, out of immediate defense of her small dog ran out and pushed the bear off the wall so we have mountain lions and we have bears now let me just say this again if true if there's a mountain lion in the road if there's a bear in the road is it a viable concern and is it manageable and the answer is yes if we were lived in Monrovia and there was a bear in the street outside, uh, what would we, would we do? We might, you know, get the pets indoors. We might get the children indoors. We might close the door. We might look at our watch and, and wait 15, 20 minutes and see if the bear moves on. Uh, if looking out the window, if we don't see the bear, we might go outside cautiously and see where the bear is. Is the bear walking away or coming towards us? Um, we might even take the next step of calling the authorities and see if they can, um, tranquilize the animal and, and transport it to a safe place, both for people and for the bear, in this case. A viable but manageable situation. But in our scripture today, it goes on to say that the sluggard says, there's a fierce lion roaming the streets. It's as if to say there's a 12-foot bear and he's ripping at our screen door and he's about to enter the house. It's an exaggeration and it feels, it feels, like an imminent threat. The power of exaggeration is powerful indeed. And when used against us, our feelings can be manipulated. Our thoughts can be manipulated. And based on these two things, sometimes even our behavior is influenced. Advertisers know this all too well. As I prepared this message this week, I googled the words, the power of exaggeration, and I found no less than four articles written by advertising companies and companies focusing on marketing that had written articles with that very title, the power of exaggeration. Advertisers know all too well the power of exaggeration. The power of exaggeration is powerful indeed. As we all know, the nature of politics is riddled with exaggeration. Whether it's global politics, whether it's national politics, whether it's local politics, today's scripture reminds us that all the exaggeration might serve as a camouflage for the sluggard. But it's easy to point fingers. Let's admit it. In an attempt to avoid the hard thing, sometimes we're the ones making an excuse. Sometimes we're the ones making an excuse and we allow our imaginations to run away from us. In our imaginations, we exaggerate what may be, in fact, be a manageable situation. In a sense, we shoot ourselves in the foot. 
instead of putting our best foot forward. If the sluggard exaggerates circumstances, then the servant exaggerates their effort to successfully overcome. And so it's important that we acknowledge and identify our own exaggerations and seek to wisely address manageable concerns. So let me close with this. The second law of thermodynamics is that the energy of the cosmos moves in the direction of entropy. Everything is slowing down until it stops. Stillness. For some reason, our human spirit reflects this as well. Generally speaking, we'd rather relax on the beach than go to work. We'd rather scroll through social media than read scripture and pray. We'd rather go to Studio Movie Grill and get served some tasty food while watching a movie than volunteer. We'd rather veg out in front of the TV instead of sacrificing that same time with those who are most disenfranchised. The energy of the cosmos moves in the direction of entropy. The only power that is greater than the second law of thermodynamics is the power that created it. Let me put it another way. The same power that breathed all of creation into being, the same power that rose Jesus from the grave, we are told in Romans chapter 8, verse 11, is at work within us. It's the mighty power of perseverance, the same power that enabled Jesus to withstand 40 days of fasting and temptation, and enabled Jesus to withstand the road to Golgotha. It's the mighty power of perseverance, the same power that carried the Apostle Paul through five whippings, three beatings, two shipwrecks, and a stoning. And I could go on. But I will conclude by saying this. In the eyes of God, you are a beloved child of God, and you are too valuable an investment to ever be considered a worthless sluggard. In this time, in this generation, God desires each and every one of us to leverage all that we have to His glory and engage in the work of His kingdom. We are called not to be sluggards. We are called to be faithful servants. Let's pray. Loving God, we uh, confess and openly admit that we are prone to be lazy. We are prone towards being sluggards. Lord, help us to break out of our apathy. Help us to recognize that you have created us and that you have created each and every one of us for a purpose. Lord, by the power and presence of your Spirit at work within our lives, help us identify that purpose for each and every one of us. Lord, and that we would break out of our apathy and eagerly and passionately desire to be your faithful servants, serving in your kingdom, not only to your glory, but on the behalf of our relationship with others, our relationship with those in our family, and especially with those who are in need. I pray this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and give you peace. Go this week as faithful servants of God. Amen.